Calm it's down. bear base! I know. Yeah. Fuck! Yeah. Fuck! Ah, it burns so fucking bad! That's in there. Bear base to the eye! Straight to the eye! Okay. Help! He got me right in the eye with bear base. Keep streaming. I got it. Keep streaming. I am. I got it, man. My face is burned, too. You gotta get him out of here. No, I can't even look. I can't even. Keep streaming me. Someone. I'm, I'm streaming. So get someone to stream me. I got it. I got it, Banks. Okay. It's Rick Wright right here. I got it, okay? What is my people saying? Uh, Alright. Damn, that sucks. Milk. I need more milk. Bake, it's I just it's gonna hurt for a second. Hey, man. TC and Jake. Don't you think that it's weird that there's an event of such large historical significance where so much of the debate comes down to the fact that a whole bunch of people watching the same thing don't know what it is that they saw and heard? How can you not get 200 people to agree whether shots came from in the sixth floor of the book depository or the grassy knoll? Yeah, yeah see, I if you were going 36th floor. 37th floor? Of, uh... World Trade um, Center was surely higher. Mandalay Bay. Oh, yeah, same thing. <laughs> A lot of disagreement there, I mean, I too. guess it, it all speaks to, like, just most of us don't have guns fired around us all day. Yeah. And so the acoustics are unexpected. Yeah. I wonder if there are people who like like were there soldiers in the crowd that were like, oh, I know exactly what that is. Like, can you get used to gun ballistics enough that you're like, I know that it's ricocheting off over there, so it sounds like over there, but it's actually over here. What do you think? I mean, I think you can get closer, yeah. but I don't know that you're ever going to arrive at like complete certainty on something like that. I mean, that's a <laughs> that there, that's a a very split second decision that you have to make with let's say that you've been around it 25 times yeah like that's just such a small sample size of of being able to make a, a split second decision on something like that but so much shooting you got to be in the top 10 percent certainly and i'd say maybe one percent if we're talking about like live shooting situations like not a gun range like number of people that have been in 25 firefights is you know it's a small ass number it's a very small number. And actually, probably what's funny about that is like the top uh, like marksmen in the world don't fire that many shots. So like the people who might have like the most knowledge of exactly how <laughs> something that was occurring from long range like that in really either case or all three, they don't – I mean they're not firing like automatic weapons. Yeah. Or really even like, I mean, I'm sure they're semi-automatic weapons, but they're firing three shots. And hopefully just one. Or possibly four. <laughs> based or on the uh, witness or, testimony. Or possibly four. No, it seems like three is the number, which is, I've been interfacing more directly a little bit, still not very directly, with the uh, the, the physical evidence of the, the time in question. And it does seem like you kind of, like it, you just get a lot more shenanigans if you get four shots, but I, I don't think that there were four shots. The, the crowd can, actually does agree a decent amount that there were three shots. Can I say something before? Is this is this what we're doing today? No, no, no. no. That's, that's, okay. I, I got like, okay. one more observation about the thing we're talking about. We can talk about whatever you want. Um, I got a jury summons, jury duty summons, rather. Haven't, don't you have enough court stuff going on? So that's what was funny about it is uh, I, I saw it and I was like, I wonder if there's like a deferral 
It's like, man, I got, if I just, is there a box yeah. that says a lot of court stuff? <laughs> yeah. Good question. Um, and I, I didn't see one. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to see what I can do about it, but it just had me laughing, thinking about like, uh, if OJ had gotten a jury duty summons during the trial. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to do my duty. Like the one of the one of the dream team has to sit down with them and they're like, OJ, I know you got a lot on your plate, but uh We just got this. As a member of civil society. You know, I mean it would even be funny now, you know, like it it, it OJ it would on be, a jury. Would be yeah, fucking hilarious. And it would it would seem ridiculous, but it probably wouldn't seem quite as ridiculous as the fact that he routinely weighs in on murder cases and oh yeah. Like Did for you public see consumption. The, uh, the, the rugs one? No. Somebody uh, sent it to me. You might have sent it to me. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh the thing that I saw was just uh Freddie Gibbs weighing in and being like, You cannot be serious. <laughs> because he's like uh, you know, you, drunk driving, you kill a man. You get this, you just take back some property that honestly is yours anyways. <laughs> you get 30 years. The whole thing is so, uh, it's it, it doesn't even feel like it qualifies as tone deaf. It feels like there is just no tone that could be heard with a, a tone hearing aid. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I was just... I mean, listen, I was, if I had been sent to jail, I'd probably be pretty hung up on it for a long, long time. Yeah, and the 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 travails of the legal system, perhaps. But I don't know. That was make, that was tickling me. Yeah, I don't. I don't know <laughs> if it would be like it would be somewhat funny, just like the stories about it and like seeing a picture of him. But <laughs> it would it would be so much more intensely funny if you just like the lawyer trying the case, like you're trying to make eye contact with every juror, and you're just like, oh fuck, it's that guy that killed that waiter. <laughs> And the first time, the first time the accused walks into the courtroom was making me laugh really hard. <laughs> like the guy walks in and you're like, you got to be fucking kidding me. It's OJ Simpson. Like he's one of the 12. I mean, I and OJ just sitting there like wrapping his knuckles and his hands together a little bit like, hmm, I'm one of the best and brightest on this matter. And then like being, being like in the, like not in the pool, but like on the assigned, uh, you know, whatever they call it, like being on the jury with him and like having to argue with him like behind closed doors. Yeah. I don't know. That one really, that one really tickled me. If he puts himself forward as a foreman. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. Jesus Christ, dude. No. <laughs> we don't trust you. <laughs> Some questions oh, about your character. Oh, it's funny. Oh, it's funny. So Deuce Vaughn, huh? Yeah, he, uh, he looks like he's going to be a real asset. I'm excited, man. The fact that there's been like no one his height. What do you think about that? Like a part of me wants to just be like, there's just not that many people that tall. But like, that's not true. That's not true <laughs> right. at all. Right. There's probably more of them than people who are 6'5". It's got to be a Muggsy Bogues one day. Yeah, I just uh, like is part of. I, I'm just I'm very interested in the question of why, because it it seems to me like he can succeed, and so that to me implies that there's actually probably, I mean at least in the history of time, twenty thirty other people his height that could have done this well. 
Yeah. And like, why didn't they? Like, is it like I could see being like, I could do that, but I'm not going to because I don't want to fucking get walloped by guys a foot taller <laughs> than me. Right. I think that's a big part of it. And then also like just having your dad be in the game, you know, like that helps tremendously. So yeah. I, I don't know that I, I don't know too much about like Spud Webb or Muggsy Bogues' background, but I think in football, it's going to be very hard for you to move forward uh, if you have size limitations without having like a dad who's a coach. Yeah, I think at every level, just the talent evaluator is going to be nervous that it's going to make the you know, it's the kind of thing where like, if you take a commitment from a five star who's six five two fifty and pretty safe, uh, yeah, yeah. Even if he sucks, if he yeah. fucking blows, you're not getting fired. If right. you got a class full of five five guys and they suck, <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, like, "What do you think they were gonna do, you what dummy?" Are you thinking, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I was it thinking, was fun to watch though. I was watching the. Or I wasn't watching. I was reading. I was trying to familiarize myself with the Colts coach. I'm trying to stay abreast of football matters, and anytime I run across the name of a coach that I've never heard of before, and he's a head coach in the NFL, I try to fix that. You know, I feel like as a football Shane, fan, is it Shane Steichen? How yeah, do you say it his sounds last name? right. I don't yeah. know. I just found out about it today. I didn't click the link on Wikipedia to see the pronouncement, uh, pronunciation, not pronouncement. Um, and I was looking through his history, and there was nothing in particular about his history that was sparking this, but just like. The nepotism thing, like, I don't think it's great that the only people who can be coaches are people whose dads were coaches, but like, I, I don't, I'm not even really sure. Like, I, I it just seems like a, a pretty intractable problem that's like not really nefarious in nature. Like, it's not good. I don't like the situation, but like when I was finishing up high school and during the entire time I was in college... I would have fucking killed to be, you know, I was just looking at him like being like offensive assistants or whatever, you know, but just like, I, I would have killed to be that, but I didn't know really what that was, you know, like, like I, I would have killed to be in football, but I didn't even know at the time what the job in football that I possibly could have performed was called. Yeah. Like, you're like I, what, what quality are you controlling? Yeah, yeah. I, I still don't really know what a quality control guy does. But like, you just, that's the way in which, like, I'm sure that it helps if all of your dad's friends can get you a job. Uh, but just having a dad who like knows what those jobs are called is a, is more of an advantage than I was facing. And like, I don't know, I was thinking about Bob too, of like, I could tell he wants to work in football as bad as I did then. And I bet he's in the same spot of like, boy, this is cool. I'd sure like to be around it. Like, I is there any question that if his dad had like been a coach a long time ago and like had retired and didn't really have any connections, but just like understood what the latter was, that he'd be on it right now? Don't you think so? Of course. Yeah. Of course. My brother ran into a little bit of this, you know? Sure. Like, I mean, he got into the game because he played. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, generated a couple of connections there. But, I mean, even, dude, even just going through, like, the recruiting process. Um, and this is not like a knock on my dad or my stepdad, but they didn't know anything about that. Like, I was essentially yeah. talking to coaches. <laughs> I'll bet, dude. <laughs> like, I, I would take his phone and I'm like, dude, you have 150 text messages here. And 120 of them are from people who work at colleges. 
I was like, what are we doing? Mark Mangino just called. Like, we got to get back on the horn here a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, you know, we just, but I mean, if your dad was a coach, then they just talk to them. Yeah, it's and, just and, I mean, the basic certainly familiarity there's plenty of with people the process. Who are, for sure. On, on, and then if you're a player, you know, that gets you into the pipeline a little bit. Um, but then even then, you know, if you don't have any connections, then the familiarity is uh, not there. So, yeah, yeah no, you're right. I, I, I've i never thought about it that way, but there is something to that. Uh, I know you discussed it some, but I, I was uh, pretty horny about the Manziel doc. I got a couple points to make about the Manziel doc if you're open to it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, the one uh, JFK, I did have a JFK. Well, we I was going to say, we need to wrap that up before what it peeks it? its head back in here at some point. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'm like breaking down the number of shots. I'm breaking down where he came from, <laughs> where they came from. You just, I'm looking at all these details, the entire thing from every angle, right? Mm -hmm. And like, there's just so little agreement on the basic facts. And like, there's just, you can go off on any direction. Like, it's, it's such an amazing topic to get into because there are hundreds, most likely thousands of people who have dedicated their every waking moment of autistic special interest to trying to like figure out the, like there's a deep, deep history of like all the fucking the dumbest theory that anyone's come up with has gotten, you know, like a couple books probably. Yeah. Um, and so like, it's just such an infinite world of possibilities that you do start to be like anything could happen. And then you just start to be like, I don't even know these that. I don't even know that he got <laughs> shot that day. You know, Come like he's like, I don't know how many shots. Right. I don't know where they came from. Everything's We've lost fucking, him, folks. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't. You know, like did, is there a president? Was there a United States of America? I'm not yeah. sure. Am I alive? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. You just start getting into these details. And there's just so many possibilities. It's just I don't know. It's hard. Speaking to get of that, on. if I send you a clip real quick, uh, like an Instagram thing, can you play it and like people? Yeah. And including yeah, me, we'll it. hear it. Uh -huh. Have you seen the Antarctic, uh, Antarctica guy? I don't think so. Maybe. Got, oh, that's a small, I'm getting a small twinkling, but go ahead. He's an alien guy. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I, I think I saw some kind of Antarctic that doesn't exist sort of thing, but maybe I didn't. Uh, it's not that it doesn't exist. It's And, and again, it's kind of like what we talked about before. And I think your, like, Occam's razor take on it was... Uh, Oh, I just sent that to Kristen on accident. Uh, <laughs> She's gonna love it. I think your your take on it was was accurate. That it's just people who have delusions of grandeur, and they become convinced that it's like, okay, well, I'm entrenched in this belief now. I heard this from someone. I heard it from another guy a couple years later. I heard it from another woman a couple years later, and then they just are like, I believe this fully, and I'll talk about it publicly. I had seen still, this guy. It's still just so weird to me to sit to see someone sit down and talk so distinctly and frankly eloquently about like we have things that control the weather under the ice caps. <laughs> yeah, you really think that like it's like why are you doing this? I don't understand this psychology. Sound crazy. Exactly. Like yeah. you think they're going to sound like the guy who drives around Denton with his car painted. Yeah, like that they're going to talk fast. Yeah, they're, they're gonna have a certain look in their eyes. Yeah, and like, and then yeah, this guy's just, just a guy who looks like a, a linebackers coach. Yeah, he's talking <laughs> just, about he's talking dispassionately at a clinic about how to fill the a gap. Except it, instead, he's like, 
We have basketballs underneath the ice to control the weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, uh, let me get. It. held a key that opened every single door in the facility. I had complete access to every compartment they manufactured. What are you blowing the whistle on? That there are technologies at the South Pole Station that people can't even consider that exist on this planet. Directed energy weapon systems is something that people need to get in their vocabulary fast. The ice cube neutrino detector is not simply a passive listening device as presented for the science that they're claiming it to do. It also has the capacity to transmit. There are embedded in the ice what are called digital optical modules, DOMs. They're about the size of a basketball. The array embedded in the ice is one kilometer by one kilometer by one kilometer. It is the world's largest telescope. And now because we have proven that it can transmit, it's the world's largest directed energy weapon system. It is responsible for the earthquakes in Christchurch, New Zealand. What? Like, like, <laughs> you just, I don't know, man, like coming so swiftly on the heels, the UFO thing. I know it hurts the UFO thing. Cause I'm like, if, if he had a guy on either side of him, that had been like, I saw pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Well, how would I react to that? Like he's, he's, he's basically the same dude as Grush. Like he's telling you, like, I've have access. I've seen it. He's wearing a fucking uniform while he's saying all this, like, I, I but like I I I zero percent believe him. I absolutely could not believe him less. I I don't believe him. I don't believe him either. But it's just again, it's just weird to me that there are people that walk around every day, and most of what they talk about to someone is complete bullshit. <laughs> like, there's no way he gets on these shows unless he had worked there, right? Yeah, I mean, like the I, I worked not, there yeah. thing is believable, and, and so like. And verifiable, I would imagine. Yeah, you would hope. Uh, like, I don't feel great that we got nutsos running around special science facilities getting clearances. You know, like, kind of looks bad on them, even if even if they're not doing the things he says he's, they're, they're doing. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, I, I don't know, man. This is uh. This is this was probably most heavily exposed during my uh, obsession with the Epstein situation. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to sound Q-ish. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, as a great man once said, there's a lot more going on out there than we think there is. Yeah. And, like, if, if you were to convince me... Dude, I mean, we know that there are, like... I mean, just if you tried to explain to somebody the concept of, like, black sites. Yeah. Like, just an average person. If you were, like... The U.S. government occasionally picks someone up, puts them on a plane where the windows cannot be uh, viewed out of, and they take them somewhere and they torture them. You'd be like, "That's crazy." I don't, I don't know about yeah. that, but I mean, that's been te- that's true, right? Congress so how, devoted as much like yeah. effort to get to nailing down every fact of that as they could, and they published a report with all the findings. It's the thing that I keep on coming back to whenever I'm thinking about any of this stuff is like I it, just the point you're making, you know, of like you would say if, if you just babbled about it, people would be like, well, that guy's fucking nuts. But yeah. it all did happen. We know for certain that it happened. And something like that is probably hap- not like that specific thing, but like there's something out there that's happening now. So I think the main question that you keep coming back to, at least for me, is like you keep asking yourself like. How far am I willing to go with that seems nuts? Yeah. 
And I mean, basketballs that control the weather under the ice might be too far for me today. <laughs> but it's an interesting like, check back. <laughs> it's it's helpful for me, I guess, because like you know, I, I think that everyone knows that uh, I'm interested in these topics. <laughs> and so I would say, yeah, it's clarifying yeah. for me when I run into one. And I'm just like, nope, no nope. percent. Okay, because, good. You know, like uh, he does have all the hallmarks. You know, like I, I haven't, I haven't dug into his background personally. I just watched a TikTok of this. Uh, you know, but what? But like, it's just it's presented in a very official way. I kind of wonder if this is going to come out that this was a Marshall Henderson style social experiment. That like would be if, fantastic. If the news organizations are just like, we were testing you. Good news, you passed. But I mean. He's got it's got all of the um because this thing's like a few weeks old. I don't know why it just like went viral now, but yeah. It's got all of the uh it's got all the hallmarks you need. Like let's start with the word Raytheon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if you put Raytheon or Lockheed Martin or Halliburton in a story, you're like, well, I don't know what they're up to. That I could believe, be anything. <laughs> I could believe anything about them. <laughs> exactly. And then like he's uh, I think they you I think they control a facility that is outside my old neighborhood. Raytheon? Yeah. There's a big Dude. building, and it's not, like, far from the actual, like, Raytheon offices stuff, but it's just, like, a nondescript building that, like, you know, we live there, and they were always just, like, it's got something to do with the internet. Quit asking questions. And uh, I'm trying to remember. I would not have delivered it. Oh, it must have just been Uber. Um, I had to, like, pick someone up from there or something. It's just so much more guarded than I realized. Like oh, yeah. having grown up across from it the whole time. But like it's just a fucking, it's a building with no sign on it. It's a big building with no sign. There's never been a sign. There's no fucking windows. And like if you go up to anywhere, if you go anywhere near it, it turns out there's a lot more security than you realize. Like what's going on there, brother? Yeah, so I don't know if we ever talked about this, but do you know that Byron Nelson was like, very close to being sponsored by Raytheon. I only know it from you tweeting about it, but I love okay. it. I love okay. it very much. That would have been so great. Yeah. And that's when people started showing us that they have like a ground to air missile defense system that's like ranger themed at Globe Life Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All rules. But we're objecting to the Saudis because they're bad. Yeah, they're you know what they're they're sports washing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sports washing, which is something we would never do. Yeah, we have like... uh, Anyways, uh, here's our fucking Rangers (laughs) missile defense system. (laughs) So funny. I love it. It says Rangers on it. Yeah, it's got... uh, It blows children to bits, but I'm going to not pay attention to that. They destroy villages, and maybe one day we could uh, send the Rangers one over there and uh, (laughs) could really go to work. Oh, man. The world is... Like a youth Darvish fastball right to the face for those little kids. And then the other thing that I had real quick, and then you can do... You can fill us out for like the next 20 or 30 or whatever. Dude, I've just been obsessed with the Maui videos. Like, obsessed. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I have not been similarly obsessed, but I'm always interested in what catches other people's attentions. I... I have. I was thinking we would talk about it, and uh, I don't know. I, I I don't think our the takes I was spinning up. I don't think we're gonna. If if you've been watching them a lot and your heart's open, I don't know. 
what the just people that live in Maui it's uh, go ahead no I just I don't know I guess I guess like I I I don't know man I I'm very aware of it I think about it a lot I don't know like I but I end up thinking about it in ways that like no one would be able to construe as like uh my heart going I'm not holding thoughts and prayers I'd like to hold thoughts and prayers I can see the value of it but like I've been like, I don't know. So whenever I was a kid, uh, we, we, I've, I've been there, uh, Lahaina, uh, which, you know, even that, like, that's kind of what I'm talking about is like, you know, the, the second it comes up, I'm like, you know, actually, uh, this story is about me. Hmm. And then I start to feel defensive of like, uh, yeah, but that's what everyone does. That's what everyone's doing all the time. And the only time that they don't do it, it's a fake thing where they're trying to pretend like they're not doing it so people don't think they do it, but they're faking it because they do do it. Uh, but I, A I, big part I, of uh, therapy is uh, when you start to get really freaked out about something, they're very quick to remind you, at least my lady is very quick to remind me. She's like, uh, you're the only one starring in your movie. She's like, most people are not thinking about you very much. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I don't, that's almost kind of my problem here, you know. <laughs> yeah, is that uh, no one else was like, oh, Lahaina, that's where uh, TC where had TC that went thing as a happen. kid. Yeah, because um, yeah, there, there's a big tree, and uh, one of the first things I did was look up whether or not this tree burned down. And, oh no! Uh, it's uh, it was it was uh, slightly scarred, but it looks like the tree is going to pull through. Um, and they Bless were, up. they were trying to, my, my family was trying to have us like, I think climb on the tree, maybe just for like the fun of climbing on the tree or maybe like taking a picture. I'm sure that we have this picture. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I was just having a tough time with whatever they were asking me to do. And so I was getting very frustrated and, uh, my brother was excelling at it. Um, he was climbing great. And so, like, my internal anger with myself that I was failing at this attempted task uh, was then meeting with, you know, like, him just being like, actually, it's easy and fun. So I tried to push him off the tree. I don't think I did knock it. It's also not, like, a super high tree, but whatever. I don't want to I don't want to give people the idea that I almost killed my brother or anything. It's not like that. Um, not then. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that wasn't one of the attempts. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, I pushed him off the tree or, you know, shoved him or something. I don't, I, I don't think that he fell off. Maybe he did. I don't know. Um, but the, uh, the thing that's, uh, that's bright in the memory is that they then were like, all right, we got a, I don't know. I don't know what their thinking was. I just remember my dad like dragged me like by my shirt collar for like two or three city blocks through this like very populated tourist center is like, you know, bright tears are streaming down. I'm like having trouble breathing. You, you know, like all the, I'm sure you had some yeah. experiences as a yeah. child. Quite. Uh, or it, with uh, the current child. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, and dude, that is like, I'm sure that the fact that I have a daughter makes these things like pop up more frequently because sure. I do have the occasional, there's times where I'll be experience, watching her experience an intense emotional thing and I'll have it come back to me in a way that it has not since like the day whatever happened. Like yeah. there was even one of them early on where, you know, she was crying in her bed and I was just kind of like, if you just lay down, you'd chill out, you'd fall asleep. You're, you're, you're crying because you're tired. 
Like the thing that I'm trying to get you to do will solve the problem you're complaining about. Just give it a try for like two seconds. And so like, I just kind of tried to like, you know, like force her shoulders down a little bit, just like get her on the bed, just but like lay your head down. Like you'll see how it feels. You'll like it. And, uh, I did it and like, you remembered being restrained. Yeah. 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 And like, we've and, talked about this a little bit before. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure, I, you know, I only tell the same five stories over and over. <laughs> um, I got three. But like that one was like, there was no narrative attached to it the way that the Lahaina tree thing is, you know? So like. It was just a vague memory that this happened to me like a number of times. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. it's probably like, I don't know, around her age. And she's like, you know, one when I'm doing this. Yeah. Uh, and like, yeah, dude, it just it, like, so yeah, that, that, that experience of like, I, I'm, I'm a lot more in touch with, uh, those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, man, that's just, it's just a bright fucking memory. So like whenever it came up, uh, it, it so that's all I've been thinking about with, with uh, thousands of people <laughs> losing their homes. I'm just like, man, my dad was a real fucking asshole to me that day 20 yeah, years ago. <laughs> but he was up against it though. And you understand it now. Um, I did not expect uh, I don't do this. that. I mean, I, I don't I do that. Either, I mean, but, I do and I don't, you know, like I, I told Dan about this, but I mean, Dude, I mean, I had a I had a situation at the beach a couple of weeks ago where I literally had to pick yeah, her I, up. Yeah, I, I, or sorry, I don't mean the. I heard the podcast. Yeah, you want to explain I mean, it for new and it listeners. sucked, and it yeah. sucked how how bad I felt about it afterward. But I mean, I had to I had to pick her up and put her over my shoulder and carry her for a long way, and she was screaming the whole time, and she was like hitting me, and she was not handling it well and maybe i wasn't handling it well but it was it was traumatic for everyone involved i think and i don't know what i could have done different really was just basically let her do whatever she wanted and like once we got upstairs and she was still freaking out that was a conversation between uh, me and the wife it was like we could have just let her stay down there for another hour and a half like what would have really happened yeah and it's like well i mean i guess what would have happened is we tried to tell her one thing that we needed her to do and that doesn't go real well for us right now for a number of different reasons. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how to handle that. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was heavy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, dude, yeah. Like I was having to hold her arms down over my shoulder and carry her in front of a very, very public beach. <laughs> yeah. It was wild. Yeah, no, there's been a couple times since the incident I was describing that, like, sort of had similar fit. Like, you know, there's one time where, like, I, I forget why, but I, I had the – normally Megan gets her ready for school, but I was doing it solo that day. Oh, the hair, dude. <laughs> the hair is tough, yeah. I, I, I got nothing. I got I got a clip. <laughs> I got uh, – we'll, we'll brush it to the side and use a clip, and you're just going to kind of look raggedy – today yeah yeah i'm sure the people at the school can tell and it's dad hair responsibilities dude multiple times when i've dropped her off i've dropped her off with like a couple ties and i'm like you know i'm paying a lot <laughs> you maybe take care of this for me <laughs> yeah i don't know they're probably happy too um but yeah no it was, it was the clothes cool she it. she wouldn't put on her clothes and so i was like yeah. you know i don't know i'm I'm bigger than you i can do this you know and inside so i did you know like i was just like 
got it like you know the, with resistance the whole time but just like you know i'm stronger than her i can do it you know and i don't know i like i just i found it helpful and i don't know I, it sounds like you are doing this so i'm i'm not really speaking to you i'm just like examining the experience um of just like i don't know i i, I tried to, like it's really it's pretty much impossible or not impossible but it's hard in the middle of those things to like stop you know you're kind of already on the course but it's once it's done it's very helpful to like listen to yourself sure and just like you know i i my body was telling myself in that moment like this is unacceptable can't do this this is so bad this is so bad and like you know, i don't know if i start to think about it now i'd get you know uh emotional again um that it's just and and so just i i made the call then of like if that happens again then like she can fucking stay home from school that day if that's what she wants you know yeah. like i'm I'm never doing that again i yeah. think that's where people run into trouble and that's the thing where like whenever you're saying like well now you get it now you get you know the spot your dad was in that wasn't the only time that he had ever experienced that you know like yeah of had, course he had been through that another time <laughs> much more than one <laughs> I, uh, I i tested a lot um and but I'm, I'm just saying i'm not sure which way is the right way so I love your dad and yeah, I, yeah. you know, I'm, I, I just, don't, I, love my dad I don't know too. which, I don't know, I know, I don't know which way is the right way. Um, before we get back to the wildfires, I, I, just, I, I, I do feel conviction that the, that the right way is whenever you have something like, I, like I hear what you're saying of like, it's, it's a tough thing of like, you know, you, you're the adult, like in your situation of like the bedtime stuff, you know, like you, you know what the consequences are if we just blow off bedtime in a way that your daughter does not understand, has no capacity. That's not how her brain works. So like at some point, the adult has to be the adult. You're letting the child down if you don't do some yeah. long-term thinking for them. But like, on the other hand, like whenever you have those experiences, like like the, whenever your feelings, the feeling that you're describing of like how you felt whenever she's over your shoulder and you're walking up the beach and she's screaming, like you gotta listen to that, you know, like you 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 don't turn away from that, you don't just like keep doing that behavior. Like I I you know I that's very much fucking recoiling from an open flame. If I you know having experienced those things, if I feel like I'm getting close to him again, I just do whatever the fuck I got to do to not go near feeling like that because I know I'm not supposed to feel like that. I know that's not my better nature. And so like, I have to go the other way in Sodom. I, I do feel strongly that like paying attention to that, like listen to yourself, you know, stay towards your better nature like that. I think that that's, I feel, I do feel convicted about that. Did you, uh, did you enjoy your Nora experience the other day? That was great. <laughs> She's a cool kid, man. That's all day every day yeah yeah now you just uh was question what are our babies doing yeah and then we got you know a half hour half hour yeah. update on each of the 70 uh, people that live in her head yeah i think we're up to like 158 today <laughs> yeah and it's the first thing she asks me when she wakes up every day she tells me what they're all doing and it is dude it is there's never a moment where she's not talking yeah. The the entire time that she's awake, she talks. And she constructs narrative the entire time. And it's complex and there will be callbacks to things from months and months and months ago. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, I guess we're going to roll with with this. And it's 
I don't know, man. It's impressive. Uh, so the other thing I was just going to tell you is like I watched this interview with this uh, this kid. I think he's like 16, and he's one of the ones who had to – I mean, to me, this is just like – and I know that it's it's somewhat random, like fires happen. Um, there are people blaming like the electric company for um, not properly uh, hand, handling like the emergency management side of things. Someone you know. certainly made a mistake. There's a lot of fires. Most of them don't end in this kind of death toll or this sort of destruction. Yeah, uh, this I mean, sort of destruction they do. I, you can't control the destruction. You can control giving people ample warning and stuff like that. Yeah, it, but it's who knows if Hawaiian Electric would have given ample warning if if it would have resulted in the same thing or not. You know how it is. Like every single time you have a disaster like this, somebody's going to point the finger at big business, and a lot of times they're going to be correct. Yeah, but I just could not. I don't know, dude. I could not turn away from how dystopian it feels to see people running into the ocean away from fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the idea of the only place I can go is the ocean because everything is on fire. Like certainly throughout human history, that's happened thousands of times. Yeah. But to see it happen today and to see a guy, which was kind of funny because he's a Zoomer. Like got his phone out in the water and he's there with his sister, his little sister and his mom. And they're just wearing masks because the smoke is so thick. And then he just goes on Anderson Cooper and like gives a very calm blow by blow of exactly what happened. I don't know. It was super heavy. And it just made me think, you know, because a big part of it was that uh, the cell towers got knocked out. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So when those burn up, which could happen... You know, it's probably not going to happen in, like, mainland. I suppose it could. But hypothetically, to, yeah, yeah, it, it could. I mean, someone could take, like, a truck bomb into Memphis. Or was it Nashville? Nashville, yeah. yeah. <laughs> outside <laughs> outside of uh, an AT&T, uh, wherever. Switching I don't know, center. Switching center, yeah. Um, but just, like, the idea that, like, if the phones go down and everything's on fire, like, People have to run into the ocean. I don't know, man. It just, I found it very gripping. And then yeah. just the fact that the kid was so Hawaiian, you know, he was just like, yeah, I mean, I just told him we have to run into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I would have thought of that. <laughs> that, uh, the part of uh, Can't Get You Out of My Head whenever they play what I, I think was a similarly viral clip of one of the California wildfires, that, that always gets to me. Everything just feels like a the copy of that experience of watching that in the middle of the dock. Do you you remember that part? Uh, no. Yeah, just the, it's a woman. I I don't know how she ended, but I think like just it's not like she can turn around. You know, she's on she's in her car, she's driving through. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. one of the fires, and she's yeah. just fucking. She just says "Oh God" about three hundred times, and <laughs> she's driving through a fucking fire. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think if we're still doing this podcast at like episode seven thousand, um, we're going to have a lot more stories about uh, <laughs> things where people had to do stuff. Where you're like, well, that seems like a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and then maybe Water movies Horizon. just maybe movies just become obsolete. No, we're always going to need movies. I need we lost, movies. We lost Bruce Willis though, so what's the point? He's dead? He's not dead. He's just, you know, 
He's not doing well. The only way you're going to see him anymore is through uh, like artificial intelligence, Bruce Willis, which I don't know if I can handle. Although at some point I might get desperate. We're uh, we, we got we got more brave actors like him coming up behind. I hope so. Uh, do you got to go? No, no, no. I got like, uh, what are we? I got like, like 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. Can I talk about Manziel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. No, no problem. Um, cause I want to talk about the fire stuff too. Um, yeah, just uh, watching the documentary, I, I was definitely doing more introspection and wondering, I don't know if I have an answer to this question, but I'm like, what is it about me that I hear everything that he says and I'm just like, yeah, dude, that's badass. Like, I think that after watching, after watching that, if you tell me like you could be any athlete, like who do you want to be? Like, do you want to be Tom Brady? I'm like, fuck no, dude. I'm trying to have fun. Make me Johnny Football. Yeah, well, I mean, my favorite athlete of all time is Michael Irvin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Irvin, how much did it really cost him? His self-destructiveness. It seems to have just been an additive to his life. Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing was that Irvin and I don't know, I got some emails from people on like, you know, how much was that like family wealth thing really constructed and how much was that true? But I mean, Irvin had like 16 brothers and sisters and was eating, you know, I don't know, whatever the stories are about his life. Like, and I think that's why... You know, no matter what happened, and Troy Aikman always says this about him, like he was out there and he was out there going harder than anyone. And of course, this is also why I always loved Dez. Yeah. But like Johnny football was just kind of like, I don't know. It seems like I've kind of made it. Why the fuck do I have to come out here and sweat every morning? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) That's amazing. Um and to yeah. do it at that on that stage is is hilarious. I uh I, I heard your discussion of whether or not you believe Uncle Nate about the money thing. I, I believe it. I, I I think you're just uh what you're experiencing, what we're hearing from you is just the the shock of the realization of how deep it goes. I also like paused it whenever he said it was like, holy shit. But I just I, it's it's obvious that his parents are well off. They're you know, they live around a golf course. But like, I don't know, you know, uh, as I've said before, I also grew up on a golf course and my parents would have never bought me the car that Manziel was driving. Like there's just a big difference between families doing well and like grandpa made some like good oil investments a hundred years ago to like, we can just buy him whatever he want. Like the kinds of stuff that he was buying for himself when he's getting paid 30K at a rip to sign footballs for one hour. Okay, well, I'll put it like this. You're right in the fact that there are certainly plenty of other guys who had similar upper middle class uh, backgrounds that did not (laughs) implode the way that he did, you know? Yeah. Like, who was it? Uh, Josh Rosen's family was like super, super wealthy. Yeah. And you used to hear that like he did not really totally want to work that hard. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, but I mean, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's quarterback, right? It's a position that cultivates probably the wealthiest families uh, on the whole team. Yeah, I thought you were going to say in sports. If it were in sports, I'd say tennis has something to say. 
rich tennis people certainly fucking has something love to say. having their kids be good at tennis. I mean, golf, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my perception of hockey is probably different because down here it costs a lot more to play hockey than where most hockey players come from. Yeah, if you can play it on a pond, it's a little different deal. They're farm boys. Yeah. The Canadian farm boy, right? Equipment's cheaper. It's more widely available, but it's quarterback is up there. So you're right that like I don't as as someone said to me, they definitely weren't poor, but they were not private jet flying wealthy. Yeah. And, you know, that part of the reason that they moved uh from Tyler to Kerrville was that they wanted away from the family's criminal past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh but I don't know. Just look at like Watching the documentary and examining my own reactions to it, I the thing I came up with is like I I kind of can't conceptualize of fun and control existing together. Like there's something in me that yeah, just like that's a good point. <laughs> like I, I just watch how he's like not paying attention to anything, any rules. And I'm just like, that's true freedom. But like you're watching the documentary about a guy who lost all of his money and like didn't come close to accomplishing any of the things he wanted to accomplish. Like one of the biggest failures of our time. And I'm just <laughs> you're like, like, that rocks. That's so good. <laughs> I want to do that so bad. Man, I was so mad that I didn't get in on that photo. Yeah, I know. Me too, man. I left about five minutes too early. I mean, I dude, like I was like there, like something like uh, I you think were I was inside. Well, I was, I think I was guiding Josh and I think someone standing next to me was like, they said they just saw Johnny football and they went off running after him. So like, if I'm like, I don't know, five feet over, then I hear them say, holy shit, it's Johnny football. And when they take off running, I can just take off running with them. But like, even though, you know, obviously he lost all his money, et cetera, like he's not living a worse life than, you know, me. He's smoking blunts in Scottsdale, dude. It looks pretty good. He's smoking blunts in Scottsdale. He's uh, smoking cigarettes outside of our favorite bar in Whitefish. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Some of our friends ran into Johnny Football when we were in Montana. We were all at the same bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole group was downtown, downtown Whitefish. And they uh, got a photo with him, and he's just got a heater in his hand. (laughs) It's pretty tight. (laughs) Um, And he does not look sober (laughs) in that photo yeah i just i don't know it kind of bugs me like i guess it's this is hard to do but like i just watch all of these like i've I've watched a lot of stuff like this and it's just like okay i hear you about like what happened but like tell me why it happened like why why does he think that fun and control can't exist together? Why is he drinking before games? Like, you know, all this stuff and I you know, I just feel like if if documentary makers were more uh wired into how I think, they would just spend a ton more time on this kind of stuff. But trying to piece it together from what they gave me, uh my best guess is the stuff about uh his dad yeah, he's just anytime his dad's talking, his dad is revealing a lot. Uh, you know, whenever he's talking about how he wanted him to go to Kerrville Tyvee because they have such a like military like system, and like, dude, that's a wild. I'm sure it's still like that, but like, can't really do that everywhere anymore. No, used to be that everywhere was doing it exactly that way, but there's only a couple left. And yeah. if you have a dad that's like, 
I'm fucking, I'm, I'll move anywhere to make sure that like the coach can fucking, I mean, I don't know if they like said that they like paddled him, but like, that's the idea you get, right? Of like, uh, you know, you didn't say yes, ma'am. So we're going to, we're going to give you your licks after practice. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, whatever his dad was like, these fucking A&M coaches, how come they're not out there paddling him? Yeah. And the, the dad says stuff like that a couple times to sort of show his hand. And I just, I think that it, it feels to me like the way that he's trying to instill in his son to live life, it's very rigid and it's very brittle. So like, I, I you know, like if, if, if the only thing you experience, like, you know, if, if he'd gone into World War II, he might've been all right. But if he's... Not a lot of brittleness there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just mean like, like he's, he's kind of built for one thing. And like, as long as like, you know, everything's like keeping it together and like forcing you to be that one thing, like it's fine. But like, if you encounter unexpected situations, cause like he was talking in the documentary about how the win over Alabama really changed a lot and like created a different situation for him. He's also the stuff about like, whenever he was talking about his mindset, living in Cleveland, um, you know, just like sitting in his apartment, like feeling like he just fucking can't turn on the iPad to watch film, like just totally gone. Like it sounded like he, you know, he's, he's depressed basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was making me think of, uh, craft, the guest that we had on a couple months ago, yeah. uh, talking about like, you know, walking into, uh, job interviews and just shutting down. It, it, it sounded like Johnny sounded like he was describing a similar thing, talking about trying to like get up for the idea of like practicing, like, you know, studying for the Browns. And I don't know, it just, it, it in, I, I think that like a through line there is like a, a father figure who's placing a lot of expectation. Like it's in what he's correct that the things he's describing are incredibly hard and like unprecedented and like you're never ready for him. Like there's, you know, I'm sure that anytime you're someone like him and you beat Alabama, it's like, holy fuck. And like that is a whole fucking whirlwind that, you know, who's going to deal with that. But like we do have, example after example of like people who just do it and like don't mm -hmm. fall apart like most first round quarterbacks this isn't how it goes they're not like this is a lot of expectation and i can't get out of bed anymore uh and so you know why did he have that situation i don't know it, it, it felt to me like he wasn't really given tools that are like get, that are ready for any situation it was kind of like you know, as long as we can predict every single thing that's going to come at him and like drill into him hardcore, how he how we want him to act in that situation, uh, like you, you can do that. But then like, you know, no one prepared him for what if like the crowd outside the game is so big that you like can't find your family in it. And like they're all fucking screaming at you like this is the biggest moment of their life, like getting the chance to fucking touch you. Uh, you know, like the no, the no coach ever told him, like, here's how to handle that one. And so there's no yeah. just like general skills. And I hate to just keep coming back to this this dynamic, but I mean also it just brain chemistry is part of it, you know? Like different people's minds work differently. And yeah. he maybe even with like the best preparation, his mind, or if you want to call it your mind, whatever you want to call it, your being, like just wasn't really totally cut out for that. And that being had to happen to be matched up with a guy that was an incredibly dynamic football player. Yeah. And sometimes 
those two things match up well. And sometimes people have great minds and they don't have the skill to do it. And a lot of those people become like coaches, you know? Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier. But then even go back to that, like how much your your preparation, you know, from your parents and, and whatnot goes into it. So I don't know. It's a it's a fascinating story for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I think I'm I'm not sure about this, and I think it's one of the you know the interesting questions of human life, you know, the nature nurture stuff. But I I think that there is a way. Like I think that he could have been. I think someone could have done something to make it so that his he would have had a, a different experience. I don't think he. I don't think he had the flame out. You know, like I, I think it, it would have had to happen. Like it's. I don't know if there's anyone like that could have stepped in while he was in Cleveland and given him the right piece of advice. Yeah, and yeah, the, fine. The, the ship had sailed. At that I just. Point. I guess I'm just saying. Like, is there a way to raise him, like, so that that he's prepared? Because like certainly you're having a certain kind of brain can present challenges and it also presents opportunities. Uh, that's true of everyone. Everyone's brain presents certain challenges, certain opportunities. And I, I just, I, I think that there is a way to handle the challenges so that the opportunities can shine through with anyone. And it's, it's hard and it's not necessarily like, you know, I'm not, I'm not really like his dad's doing the best he can too, you know, like who knows what his fucking dad was like and who knows <laughs> what, you know, challenges he faces mentally. So I'm, and I, you know, I don't know, to go back to the story about Lahaina, that's also how I feel about my parents. I, I see it. I believe that they did the best, you know, like they, they faced significant challenges the way that I face significant challenges, the way that everyone does. And like, we're all doing our best. And like, I, I have a, 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 an infinite reservoir of, of sympathy for, for everyone in, in these positions. Um, but like, I don't know, you know, like I, I, I think that his dad could have done something or not, you know, not just his dad. It's not like he's not, he's not the sole person raising Johnny or so I don't even mean his parents. I mean like everyone around him growing up, the you know, the loved ones in his life as he's in those formative years. I th I think that there is a situation that could have made it so that he was more prepared to to be ready to meet those things head on. Well, he still gave us two of the most electric years of college football ever. They're so and good. I have like five very specific memories regarding his career. Yeah. I mean Late night law tech. Yeah, that that's one? a hell of a game. That was so incredible. I remember where I was for that. Of course, I remember where I was for both Bama games. Um, obviously, the the Cotton Bowl. Um, yeah, man. He's, the list for me in my lifetime is pretty much Vince, Reggie Bush, Johnny Menzel, and probably oddly enough Manti Teo <laughs> of like <laughs> of like guys that I can remember watching them like in specific moments and then I'm like I'm never gonna forget this yeah I hadn't watched the Teo doc and I I watched that uh this week and I just that's leave the a whole that's a tearjerker <laughs> oh yeah the last half like yeah god bless him dude it just it sucks what happened to him fucking blows like you just hear talk about like the first three years of his NFL career, he's just like in PTSD from the fucking shame of like the country realizing that he'd been catfished. And yeah. like, I don't know, dude, everything I'd thought about him like really shines through of like very naive kid, very sheltered, like not super like worldly at all. 
Um, and so like those are and like I, I felt that way far before this came out. But like on the flip side of that is is he's just such a good guy. He wants so badly to be a good person, to do the right thing, like to just to help people, you know, like to just to do the stuff that like the Bible told him is good. Yeah. And like, yeah. I don't know, dude, he's he's got a good soul. Like I just I, I hate to see the world treat him the way that it did, but like for him to end up at the place that he ended up, you know, of like, like where he's saying at the end, you know, like, I just want my, I just want to, you know, carry my head high so that other people in similar spots can know that they can carry their head high too. Like fucking God bless him, man. But yeah, I was just, I was watching the whole thing being like, when do we get the Colin Klein doc? <laughs> we got this stage where like, you know, the, the untold series is built around just the, these three guys standing there and, you know, I mean, he's a really good OC at Kansas State right now. I don't think that there's going to be a Colin Klein doc. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> All right, man. I'll see ya. Good times. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.